This is the Cherished You Podcast. I am your host, Rama. Hello. We are back with another episode, and this one is continuing in the self-care pillar series. Uh, This is the third pillar, and I call this one Connection. This one is a little bit more um, nuanced in the... um, I guess it's a it's multifaceted. There's a lot more components within this one pillar. Cuz again when I was um when I was creating these and I was trying to figure out where what connection was really about. I was going through a big um at that point when I was making these I I was going through a self-discovery at that point and I realized that a lot of the things that had been my my that my trauma had set me up for was this main thing was this disconnection from myself and I thought that was really important to include somewhere and then as I kind of kept um, going back and adding some notes and going back and adding more ideas and all this stuff it turned out that the connection pillar kind of ended up looking like star and so it had five points and so I um when uh, when when I talk about connection, a connection kind of falls under these five subcategories. There's a connection to yourself. There's a connection to a higher power. There's a connection to um, an intimate relationship, um, an intimate an intimate um, point of connection. There's a family point of connection, and then there's an overall community um, point of connection. Now, again, I I use these terms kind of generally and really what I mean is um, you don't necessarily need to have all five in order to have like your connection pillar complete it's not like that these five points are usually the five realms where connection will come and feed into us as as kind of like the center of this connection point when we're talking about self-care you are the center of your universe at that point so all of these things are feeding into you so that you are happy and healthy and able to then give out whatever your gift to the world is supposed to be, whatever your special thing to the world is, these things feed into you and then you're able to then go from that place of fullness and wholeness, be able to give out. And you don't, um, not all of these I think are required. The only, I think the only real three that, um, that I think even like the connection to partner and family and community, I think, um, these three can kind of come under like the umbrella of just connection to other people um, because we we are we are defined in our lives by the relationships that we have with other people and if those are healthy relationships they feed into you and if they're not healthy relationships or they're not healthy for you relationships um, they will drain from you so it's really really important to have those relationships in whatever capacity that you have them. Um, I don't think you need to be married or have a partner in order to have a fulfilling life. I think there are plenty of people who have very fulfilling lives being single. Um, I don't think family looks the same for everyone. It's not necessarily the biological family you were born into, Um, but family could be a close group of friends. It could be um, the one sister, brother, or sibling that you um, still connect with. It could be a bunch of cousins who are just really close and that's there. Or it could just be, um, you know, or it could be your nuclear family, you know. And then I think your connection to community in general um, 
the whole point of a community is to serve each other. We are, um, it's having a social safety net of, of the highest order, I think, is having a group of people that you can turn to um, in good times and in bad and be able to um, connect with. I mean, honestly, that's like kind of, I know that I'm gonna say that word a lot today, but um, that's really kind of like the baseline. And you, if you have a really well-knit community that you can turn to, there's maybe less of a need. Um, sometimes your community is your family and you don't really feel the need for a partner. You're, like your needs are fulfilled, so you don't feel the need to have a specific partner. Um, for some people, they're going to have some variation on these last three connection points. Um, that And they could vary based on what season you're in in your life. Uh, they could vary on what your personal needs are and how you choose to have them met um, and what feels... Um, what feels best to you as to how those needs are going to be met, the ones that have to be met by other people. And um, for some, it's um, it'll be pretty even, and for some reason it might be a little lopsided, but that works for them. And that's why it's really important to understand that this these pillars are just tools. They're for you to kind of see that if, if you feel like there's something missing or you're, um, you're missing, like, feeling disconnected from something or something's just doesn't feel right. Um, take a look at these and see if there's something here that will provide a clue as to where, where you need the thing that you're looking for, even if you don't quite have the words for it yet. So I'm going to kind of go through these five points real quick, um, to give you guys an idea. Again, there's more information on the, uh, on, on the, with the adjoining blog post. So feel free to go and read that if that's something that, uh, there's also a transcript. Um, so if, uh, if you feel like that's, um, but I feel like if, if you're looking for some information that I'm not going to cover every, um, every nuanced point of it, go read the blog post that accompanies this episode. There'll be some more information over there. Um, I think you can click on the link in the show notes or, and it'll take you there. Um, so the first point that I mentioned was in under connection was your connection to yourself. And this is um, honestly where I, um, where I started. And these, and, and a lot of this connection to yourself is connecting to past versions of you and connecting to your current self um, and understanding that most likely if you're here and you're listening to this or reading to this, m most likely you've you've undergone some sort of trauma that disconnected you from from yourself. Reconnecting this and recreating this connection can be overwhelming and daunting to a certain extent because it will require that you abandon all the things that took the place of that connection to yourself. So it could be people-pleasing, it could be um, codependency, and it could be addiction behaviors. It could be anything that you were using to cope when to that, that took the space of your connection to yourself. You're going to have to let all those things go. And that can be really hard to do because those habits have been around for a while and they obviously served a purpose. That's otherwise you wouldn't be doing them. But in order to connect to yourself, this you're, you're going to have to come back into your body. And that is really, really hard for a lot of people. Um, so if you find it difficult to really, um, either, you know, go into your inner child, your inner teenager, 
um, and do that healing work or um, your shadow work. Um, if you find it difficult to do that or to do it consistently, just understand that that's a normal response because in order to do those things um, to in, in the effort to reestablish this connection to yourself, um, this work requires um, abandoning a lot of the coping mechanisms that we've used uh, up until this point. Um, a lot of the um, tools that I recommend for fostering this connection to yourself, um, therapy is a big one. Uh, movement is a big one. Um, meditation, journaling, prayer, all those kinds of um, those kind of modalities are really, really helpful here to learn about who you are without any um, outside influence. Because it's really easy to kind of believe what other people tell us about ourselves, especially when there is um, like when, when trauma is involved, because that trauma at some point severed that connection you had to yourself. So you had to listen to other people's opinions on who you are. And when you try to recreate that connection, you're going to have to drop the opinions of others. So this is a part where I think um, if you're working on this, if you're working on this in the way that I did it, you will kind of withdraw from people to, so that really you have the the only necessary contact you have is the absolute necessary contact you have in order to get through your day. And otherwise, you really spend a lot of time by yourself to figure out who you are without any outside influence. Um, the next point in connection is to a, is what I call to a higher power. And this really is whatever you want to call this. We whether it's, you know, whether you call it God, universe, source, spirit, nature, whatever it is, I don't care what the word is. In order to have a healthy connection practice, there, the, the one, th the one central theme I've seen that kind of, the one thread that kind of connects all healthy connection is this connection to something bigger than who we are. Whatever words you use for that, if it works for you, please use it. I am not, um, I, I don't advocate for any specific religion. I don't advocate for any specific terminology when it comes to these kinds of things. But this is honestly just the, the hope for something bigger than where we are now comes from something that we do not logically understand or can see, but yet we all know to some degree it exists. And it's like, for me, it's nature. And I sometimes I call it God. Sometimes I call it spirit. Sometimes I call it the universe. I've used all of those words interchangeably. Um, I, I don't think in the world that we live in on this planet, the way this planet is really just a rock turning on its axis, never actually running into any other rocks at any point, really, you know, I find that whole just ex the point of the all of this existence has to have been created by something that just knows that knows better than we do and it's not something that we can anthropomorphize like it's not like a human in god form like god is energy whatever you want to call it but it you know there's this universal force that kind of keeps everything going without any um anything that we 
as humans can do to it. And if anything, I think humans have proven that over time, if we put have to input our own thing into something, we end up destroying the thing instead of helping it. That's almost always what humans have done up until now. Um, but this connection to a higher power, whatever you've, whatever you call that is, um, it, it, it kind of gives us, it, it provides us with like a North Star kind of deal. You you have this point of connection that even when you lose complete faith in yourself and those around you and um, in anything, there's this one thing that's like, you know what, just let's hold on for one more day because I think that tomorrow will be better. And I I think that Part of that comes from myself having been depressed for so long, being suicidal for as long as I was. Um, the the voice that tells you just one more day is both heaven and hell, and it's. Um, but at the end of the day, I I think about had I had I quote unquote succeeded when I tried to when I tried to kill myself a couple of times. I would have missed out on so much life. And that voice that told me, you know what, let's just hold on for one more day. And then one more day is what got me to the point where I've lived a um, a pretty cool life. And I, I don't regret having stayed alive at all. And um, it's, it's that one, you know, that one connection to something bigger than I was in that time where I really didn't have anything else to hold on to is what really helped me come out the other end and be able to feel like I have some sort of agency over how my life turns out. Um, meditation and prayer are, are kind of like the two tools that I talk about a lot here, but really it could be anything. I mean, for me, dancing is a, is a way that I connect to God. Um, it's very it's a spiritual practice for me as much as it is, is a physical one. Um, but whatever, you know, for some people, I know that um, Melissa Urban is someone I follow um, and I followed for a long time. And I've talked about the whole 30 before, but she she calls uh, hiking, going to church. And I think that's also something that I um, I can connect with and I can recognize when you um if you need something to kind of ground you in, um, in good times and in bad um whatever your spiritual spiritual practice looks like, this is where that comes in because it, it is an important part of overall connection and your ability to connect to um, the different parts of you, your life, people kind of starts, this is one of those big, those big points on that star, on that connection star. Um, connection to a significant other or a partner is one of the other points. And again, I think that this one your partner can be a business partner, somebody you might work with, but you're very close to. It can be a best friend. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, someone you have. It doesn't have to be a boyfriend. It doesn't have to be a girlfriend. It doesn't have to be a husband or a wife or a spouse or anything like that. Th those titles don't necessarily mean anything. But, you know, there is like, for for most people, there's usually like the one person you will go to. And whoever, however you choose to define that relationship, that one person is a place that should be safe with that allows you to be vulnerable. And um, also a place um, is, a, is a safe space for to break down, but also to grow. And, and that we learn about ourselves in the context of others. We are 
predominantly social creatures. And as much as you do need to be able to have a solid connection to yourself outside of other people, at the end of the day, a full life is still defined um, defined by our relationship to other people. And that one-on-one relationship that that where you allow yourself to be seen by someone in your entirety as much as you can, and they allow you to see them as well, that kind of relationship provides us with really um, important tools and information even about who we are. So Again, however this looks like for you, not all partners are uh, created equal. Not every partner has the same name or the same kind of components in that relationship. But I think it's important to know that that I think to some degree we have that kind of we're kind of wired to have that kind of uh, connection to other people. And this kind of goes on with the next one, which I what I call connection to family, family and partner are kind of interchangeable. Um, while mo- like I, while I have said in the blog post, we'll say this, that the, your connection to your partner is the foundation to the connection to a family. Um, again, not all partnerships are, are equal. You could be two best friends raising your kids together because, you know, your husband's died or walked out on you or whatever it is. And you guys are like the foundation of that family. And then you have the kids in that family. It doesn't matter what it looks like. But in family doesn't necessarily need to be the family we were born into. Family connections can be, um, I, th- I often think of uh, shows like uh, Friends or How I Met Your Mother, where there's a group of friends that are family. They spend all their time together. They're all interdependent with each other. And they all have like their own kind of role to play within those dynamic, like within that family, um, family and those family dynamics. And family is just whatever whoever you choose to call family. And I, but that connection, that really close connection to people so that, that, that are your, um, your social safety net in this world is, is really, um, is really an important part overall to just feeling like you have a full and rich life that allows you to do and try and, and grow and, and live, um, to the, to the fullest extent that you can. Uh, finally on the connection star, um, is community connection to community. And really, um, what I meant, what I mean by this one is that we, despite what capitalism will tell you, despite what the patriarchy will tell you, um, we are not lone wolves. We are pack animals. We do better when we have connections to not only those in our immediate circle, but beyond that. In community, especially in the online world now, we I think um, online content creators understand what community means um, to a certain extent better than most people because, um, I mean, I live in a small town where everybody knows each other, but the community factor really isn't there. Um, there seems to be, it's kind of like a dysfunctional community. Everyone kind of gossips about each other and talks behind each other's back, but like nice to your face. It's very two-faced. And um, that just has kind of like this underlying icky energy that I don't like. Um, but I know that 
online, I have been a part of communities that are supportive and um, will reach out to help if they feel like if they haven't heard from you in a while, they will um, help you uh, make connections with um, to 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 get help for whatever you need and um, we'll show up for each other. We'll be there to hold space for each other. And um, we get ideas from each other. We collaborate together. Um, We try to create this mutual bond with a group of us the way that um, really tribal communities used to exist before the white man showed up and destroyed and individualized everybody. but these tri- like the the need for tribal communities is actually really strong in a lot of indigenous cultures um and having explored some of those it's really interesting to see where and i i guess they call it like in in the space that i've been in the east they always call it the western influence where everyone starts to separate from that central that that central goal and i know like in pakistan and india when i when i was growing up I saw this connection to family and then the connection to community was kind of um, I, even on a more micro basis because we had, I I grew up with the understanding that most families lived under the same roof. So you would have um, aunts, uncles, cousins of all stripes and uh, brothers and sisters and everybody under one roof. And then there'd be a series, like you would live on this lane where everyone else was doing that too, but each family knew the other family and we were also bonded in that community as well. So we were cocooned by this safety net of people around us who that if we couldn't figure out within the family how to solve it, these other families would be able to help us. And that's kind of the understanding that I grew up with. And it's really is a a westernized more capitalistic patriarchal point of view where everyone has to do stuff on their own and there is none of that social support and we are we we thrive to such a degree when we have that social connection that community connection that social support that we need um to really allow us to bounce back from from things that are that that don't work out and to help us through hard times and then also to be able to uh, multiply the good stuff because there's a whole bunch of people who are on your side and that for if you've never had that and you experience that it can feel overwhelming because you don't know how to it is vulnerable when you've been especially with childhood trauma to when you were always told that you you have to take care of you because no one else is going to do it to then allow people in to help you take care of you. And it's such a big part and really, really, um, I think just beautiful to experience to have that level of connection with not only just within like the immediate circle of those in your life, but also this wider net that allows you then to do more things and serve more people and be there. You know, I mean, connection really isn't all that hard, but our ability to be there for each other is hindered when we aren't able to be there for ourselves first. So that's why I started off this whole this whole discussion with your your connection to anything outside of you starts first with your connection to yourself and to what comes before what comes above you. And everything kind of 
then feeds from there. But connection as a whole is such an important part of just having a a fulfilling life and the ability to live life to the fullest potential of whatever you want to do with it. That um, I wanted to make sure that we understood that the the connection aspect is as important as what you eat, how much you move, and you know your mindset. Like it's it's as important as all of those things. Those feed into who we are and our ability to then give to others as much as anything else does. Um, like I've, I said, I think I said earlier that we are largely defined at the end of the day, when we die, we are defined by the impact we had on other people. And a lot of that, yes, it starts with giving yourself what you need, but it also comes from having healthy relationship with those around us. And for a lot of us, especially if you are in this realm of, you know, trauma recovery, childhood trauma recovery, you were most likely the lone wolf in your family. You were the black sheep. You were ostracized because you were the one who pointed out all the dysfunction. Um, trust yourself that just as much as you understand dysfunction, based on that alone, you will also understand function. Yes, it might bring up your own demons to a certain extent because it will, but um, your ability to see dysfunction and will help you create a more functional connection to other people who most likely are not going to be the family you were born into. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks so much guys for listening. And um, next week we will, uh, we got a couple more episodes left in the pillar series and then um, moving on to some other topics shortly after that. But uh, thanks so much. And then I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Cherished You podcast. If you could please leave me a review, um, subscribe and share. It really helps get the podcast out to those who it will help the most. 